Princess Pashley. It's so good to be with you. How you doing today? What's up? I'm, I'm so tired, yeah. but it's okay. That's I'm on my second cup of coffee. We'll never forget to drink a cup of coffee again. Hashtag never That's forget. What we call, Always remember. That's what we call addiction. <laughs> it's it's a delicious addiction. Yes. Absolutely. Sacrilicious. Mm. Are you a coffee drinker or, oh, yeah. or tea? Always coffee. coffee. Okay. Coffee. Um, yeah, I just um I just love it. It's just part of my morning. It's like a ritual. It's delicious. Mm-hmm. And uh and I can never get enough of it. Um until it's about, you know, afternoon and then it's beer thirty. Um okay. <laughs> Yeah. What time is and what's weed thirty? Is that evening or weed thirty's all day? It's four twenty somewhere all all the time. <laughs> yeah, mm-hmm. <laughs> it's amazing. Gosh. It's fucking so nice to be with you. Let's go ahead and uh, and launch into the into the questions, I guess. So we start off with um, just you introducing yourself, your name, your pronouns, and and where people can find you on the world wide web. So I am Princess Pashley. This is my castle, my dojo behind me. <laughs> no, um, so I am a Twitch streamer, but I also create content on YouTube, TikTok, Instagram, and I'm on the Twitters making making word noises, hoping people like my stuff, mm-hmm. like all the rest of us tw- streamers, right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So yeah, just trying, trying to do the best I can. Cool, cool. Hash. So. Um, well, what else do we need to know about you? I think we, one thing I like to ask is like how we know each other. And this was a good one because we knew each other from Twitch Sings, which doesn't even yes. exist on Twitch anymore. It's so sad. It, it was so disappointing because yeah. I think, I think it was just the twist of the knife in coronavirus, the pandemic. And I think what, what went through my head when the pandemic first hit was, well, at least I got Twitch sings because like my singing jobs weren't, al- I, I wasn't allowed to sing live. You know, like um, I'm operatically trained. That's another fun tidbit about me. Um, <clears throat> and so my church job like basically got shut down and I was just like, oh, well, at least I get to sing and Twitch sings. And then they're like, no, <laughs> au contraire. Um, so that was sad. But yeah, I, I sang with you and you sang with me. And I think there's like kind of, you know, I met my boyfriend, current boyfriend, uh, B. Liddy, Brian, as he's so, we we like to scream his name in my channel. We go, Brian! And then he'll use, yeah. So, <laughs> <laughs> on Twitch things. But I also met just some amazing people who contributed to my growth. And I think that was probably the most important thing to Twitch things. Hi. Hi. Hey, B. Liddy. Hi. Anyway, that was the most important part of the the Twitch Sings app for me. It's not even like your your stream growth. It's not even perceived fame. It's not even anything else. But you know the people you meet, how you help them, how they help you, and the family that builds. You know, and it's you know it's a it's a hard hole to fill in these past four or five months since it's gone away. But I'm encouraged to see you know the content creators like you. Gloop dog, you know, all those folks like trudging on and, and continuing, you know, and we can all keep supporting one another in content creation. And mm-hmm. anyway, but we met on Twitch things and you, you guys all know that I, Dan has a crazy, amazing baritone voice. Oh, thanks. I love to sing. Mm. <laughs> um, I'll do. Yeah. Uh, well, Hash, now I get to talk a little bit more about those current projects that are keeping you busy. Um, 
God, I really miss that Twitch thing. So you're absolutely, you're absolutely right. It definitely left a hole that it was filling during COVID. Yeah. It's so sad. What else is keeping you busy though these days? It could be professional or anything, any, anything, so anything. Yeah. What, what so do you do? And you can talk about what you do on your channel, etc. What keeps you busy? Well, it's like a three pronged existence for me. Yeah. <laughs> um, so I'm a parent. Um, full-time, somewhat single, but I do have, um, Brian here to help me out with my son. Um, so I have a 12 year old, he's go too much into a rant about it, but he's, um, a twice exceptional child. And what that means is he's gifted. He was identified gifted and talented, like in kindergarten, he was reading raw doll level books in kindergarten, like with ease. He finished the rest of Charlie and the Chocolate Factory. It was like one of my favorite memories of him as a child. Um, we were reading Charlie and the Chocolate Factory and we were halfway through the book and I was like, okay, sweetie, you know, it's time for bed. And he's like, oh, can I read a little bit more? And then what parent would say no? And so I left, I left the room and he came back at about, you know, 11 PM. He's like, best book ever. So we're talking like two hours later, he had finished it. Wow. <laughs> and I'm like, are you sure? And he's, and I'm like, what happened to Mike TV? And what happened to Violet? And he, he, he had the detail recollection. Um, so that's basically when we knew he was like really, really special. I mean, every mother thinks their child is special, but in my case, he's legitimately smarter than everybody else. <laughs> if yeah. you stop by my stream on Wednesdays, we, he and I game together. He really, really likes playing video games. I mean, he likes, he likes uh, streaming too in any way that he's allowed to like at 12, you're not allowed to. But the other, the other um, side of that coin is he has um, combined type ADHD, which means he has inattentiveness and then he has impulsivity. So he's almost impossible to medicate. You know, if we were to pick something, it would send like in either direction, mm -hmm. you know? Oh. So it's, it's very tough, but because he's so smart, he was able to overcompensate for that, those, those, that lacking mm. in school. So what we're running into now, he's in middle school, <clears throat> we're running into organizational challenges with him and, and also keeping his interest and also pandemic, all the, all of this has been happening from home. So that eats a bunch of my time, you know, trying to get him <laughs> to do homework and, yeah. um, but he's a terrific kid. He's a really, really, he's my pride and joy. I love him to pieces. Um, but yeah, remote school has been a disaster for us. But uh, the other oh. thing I do during the day is I work for a nonprofit here in um, here in the Northern Virginia area. It's called Kid Pan Alley. They teach songwriting to children. They do songwriting workshops for children all over the country. We've been doing it in the virtual format, much like this, you know, in, in the streaming world. <clears throat> and um, this week I had the the opportunity to work with my boss and a group of middle school children. And it's just so amazing, their creativity. And they're, they're so capable, so much more capable uh, that, than you would expect, you know, to write songs. Like really the heavy chunk of it is the literary piece, the poetic piece. And just some of the things that they come up with is, is amazing. A majority of the children have been writing about COVID, you know, and how they miss their friends. That's just the, the theme that rings so true right now. Like lockdown has really, really affected them. I know, right? <laughs> Especially in, in the um, middle school age, mm -hmm. you know? Yeah. They're just, they're so much more social. I think when they're in kindergarten, they're just really, really wild. But um, oh. 
Poor kids. Anyway, yeah. so there you go. But yeah. then I stream. I'm trying to build music content. I'm trying yep. to become a better piano player, guitar player. Um, and we also do video games. Minecraft has become really, really fun, unexpectedly fun, because a lot of people in the Twitch Things community were are Minecraft players. Um, yeah. So it's just one other way we can all hang out. And really, my goal with streaming is to gather people. Like, I just want people to get together. And like that's where I feel happiest is when people are gathered, you know? Yeah. I don't know. A, no, you're right. It's beautiful. Yeah. Yeah. Especially right now when we're all kind of keeping, staying separate, you know? So anyway, there you go. The yeah, long and the short of it. <laughs> that's what that's what Twitch Sings gave to me. You know, uh, I'm fortunate that me and uh, our friend, my, my friends and I, we have sort of an extended group of friends, and we've been getting getting together like once a week to play games or just hang out and chat online. You know, mm. uh, we actually got into Among Us, which was pretty cool because they're not like really gamers or anything like that, and that was a lot of fun. But, it's easily uh, accessible. Yeah, yeah, it is. Uh, but that's what Twitch Sings gave, and. You know, there was that that community that was built in and was just super supportive and, and so beautiful and nice. And, and we were able to to like gather. It felt that was like I was like, oh, we're still able to gather. And then they took it away yeah. from us. Yeah. Some and it seemed like if any, can I tell you the irony of my job? Yeah. The, the woman who hired me um, used to work for Sony on behalf of DMCA. And it's like, damn you. Damn people like you who forged this fucking law. <laughs> she's, she's terrific. Yeah. She's terrific. She's a, she's a great, she has great leadership skills. And um, <laughs> so I just thought it was ironic. And I'm like, let me tell you how I feel about DMCA. <laughs> so now I'm going to add, we're going to, we're going to push on to the leftward bound portion of the of the chat hash we get to ask you about your pathway towards leftism even if you don't consider yourself a leftist specifically that's fine uh it doesn't matter you don't have to define your I ideology or your politics if you don't want to pash but of course you're mm -hmm. you're encouraged to do so if you want to how about uh, how about we start that uh, talk about your 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 political pathway in life it's my pathway is very interesting and it might be unsavory to some, but I am a person who believes in what's best for the people. And I think there's so many philosophies and what is best for the people, mm -hmm. <laughs> you know, like in current times, like I believe there should be mask mandates. I should, you know, this, this, that, and the other. Um, but I feel like government always fucking lags years behind the morality of the people, like legislation, et cetera, et cetera. You know, like in gay marriage specifically, I remember like there was never a point in my time in my philosophy where it it shouldn't be allowed. You know what I mean? But when did we get that legislation that DOMA was struck down? I forget when that was. 2013 something. Uh, it's insane. Are we, are we talking about when when the SCOTUS, the Obergefell? Yeah, SCOTUS. Was that like 2016? Struck down defense of marriage. I can't remember. Yeah. Well, that was. Yeah, yeah maybe 2013. Yeah. Something like that. I know my son was born and I was still attending church at that time. Um, but it was kind of the, everybody freaking out about that at my church Ooh. really made me, it turned me off. It soured me and I left and I was like, I can't deal with you people because you're not acting on behalf of, of the needs of like people who are legitimate. You know what I mean? Like yeah. they, they're someone getting married doesn't hurt you 
but pouring taxpayer money into the military industrial complex of the United States of America hurts so many people. You know what I mean? So it's, there's like an inconsistency in philosophy and like this hive mind mentality that people get into is what really bothers me, you know, in the, in, in the same way, like I was upset, George Bush went to war un, unfound, completely unfoundedly. You know what I mean? I, I did not like how we, we, you know, Bill Clinton bombed, you know, went into Mogadishu, went into, did, but did also did not act in Rwanda, et cetera, et cetera. It's, um, if you were also a really, really strong way I vote in particular with the presidency is foreign policy. Foreign policy for me is number one, because that is where the president has the most influence or at least should have the most influence. And my foreign policy tends to be, please just leave people alone. I feel like America has done, and, 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 and you know, westernized nations in general have done so much harm to, you know, Africa, in, indigenous people everywhere, you know. Um, so if a president, I think a lot of presidents have gotten elected because they're like, we're going to leave people alone. And then I think it's just, we're so entangled with so many countries. Like we have bases in Korea, we have bases in Germany, we have bases, you know. So that's, anyway, did I go off on a tangent there? <laughs> No, you had a lot. You had a lot of uh, a lot of points. A lot of other people are hitting, and I'm I'm not knocking you for unoriginality. Um, I'm just saying, yeah. Also, these yeah, are a, a lot of things that uh, that move people to the left one way or, or another. Absolutely. Mm -hmm. uh, the military so. um, uh, spending. You're you're sort of uh, finding yourself more anti-interventionalist. I want to ask uh, if I can about you leaving the church. That one was just like whoa. That was that sounds really fascinating. Um, and I wonder if that's a plant that we should revisit sometime in the future, or uh, if we could touch on that uh, real quickly. What, um, what, what experiences? Yeah. Like, what, what do you remember happening? What, what were people saying? What do you remember? Like their argue, or you know, the, their feelings and their their arguments being at the time that pushed you out of the church. It was really there was a couple of things, but again, you know, when the news, when everybody lost their fucking minds about defense of marriage, mm -hmm. um, being struck down that hit me. I was like, that's fucking stupid. We could be doing so much more. You know, first of all, they, they, these are people too. And, you know, if you want to get down to the brass tacks, I don't think Jesus would have hated anybody or wanted this treatment. Um, but then I was also involved in a preschool program. I love working with kids. Absolutely love working with kids, even though I swear like a sailor. But um, <laughs> And the, the, one of the women I worked with her son's best friend came out to them as gay. And she was like, I don't know if I can let my son work or hang around with his best friend. And I'm like, are you fucking serious? See your face there. It's like, they're serious. Yeah, they are. <laughs> what? The, the, like, these are not my, it, this is not my morality, you know? And there's knowing the history of how society has treated homosexuals, transgender, um, it is disgusting. You know, Alan Turing is probably one of the greatest examples of injustice. Um, and, and, you know, the, you've seen the movie Imitation Game. That guy ended the war like t two years sooner. And that guy saved countless lives. But like they locked up his record for nearly a century. Um, and, and they chemically castrated the guy, you know. So some people, they let this like, the, you know, homosexuality, 
um, completely overwhelm what good people have done. Even if you were to say, this is bad, you shouldn't be doing this. Holy shit, look what they did, mm-hmm. you know? Um, but bar none, homosexuality is not a sin. And, like, get the fuck over it, you know? And and so that's why, why I like the philosophy of just kind of letting people lead their own lives, okay. you know? Um, there's, there's also like kind of the topic of abortion. Mm -hmm. I mean, I didn't, I didn't choose to have one myself, but like, I don't want to lock that decision down for other women. Mm -hmm. You know, I feel like that, that is the stirring of your individual individualism, you know, like some women can't pay or support a child, you know, sometimes like the guy is not around and, and sometimes they're 16 and, you know, just make your decisions for yourselves, you know, let live and let live. So anyway, I think I I went on a tangent again. I'm sorry. All good. No, uh, that all fit into uh, what we were talking about. Uh, I'm I'm loving the chat, Pash. This is uh, truly great. Uh, We're touching on a lot of different things. Um, Yeah, live and let live. Just let people live their lives. Um, Mm -hmm. You know, they're not harming anybody else, generally speaking. Yeah. Exactly. Um, There's a lot of that with like mm -hmm. female sexuality too. Like Mm -hmm. if a woman has a baby outside of marriage if a woman has sex you know outside of marriage they're so like it was always so okay like oh dude no i found like this was this internalized misogyny as well like with bill clinton in particular it's like Mm -hmm. "Eh, it's okay he's he's kind of a douchebag with women and i've kind of come around to that like no it's not okay you know what i mean Mm -hmm. it's not okay for you know to have the the two sets of rules for men and for women it's also a war criminal, but I, I'm not. I'm not so, to diminish. Not to diminish. I'm sorry. I just started. Yeah, a little. <laughs> just a little bit of both there. Yeah. Just. Uh, what can you do? All right, Pesh. Let's move on. Yeah. Let's ask you in ask you in this next category. Hashtag be best. Uh, yeah. So mm-hmm. if you had a, the chance to go back in time, uh, maybe teach a younger version of yourself some life tips. Be them just general life tips or. Uh, you know, leftism related life tips, or if you just, you know, just, just give general advice to someone who's listening because time, tra- time travel is not real. No, no, no. For, yeah. Despite what the Avengers may try to impart upon us. No. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, I would say to myself, you're worth it. I would even, I would time travel like 13 years ago. Your voice is worth it and you are worth it. Despite the fact that you have flaws. Um, that was something I really, really dealt with for a long time. Like I'm, I'm also recently divorced. I, I got divorced Mm -hmm. about a year and a half ago and I was married for a very long time to a Republican. Hmm. Sorry. I just had to let that one simmer for a bit, but, um, I really felt for a very long time like a second class citizen because I didn't have a hotshot job. My ex-husband was a um, was a physician, still is a physician, um, and I was in a family very high achievers. And I felt like I've been, you know, I've been in therapy for a couple of years now, and the best way to describe it is like Plato being shoved back into a jar, forced back in. Mm-hmm. Um, and I would say that it's going to be okay that you should behave the way or you should be who you want to be and let people gravitate towards that. The, the people who are worth it will come your way. And, you know, I've had a very um, fulfilling relationship with Brian. Um, Cause we 
kind of have this little bit of the same brain, you know, both musicians, maybe both a little bit messy. Um, but we value our values are very, very lined up. And I think, I think a lot of young women need to hear that too. Like just because your values are different than your partner or your, you know, it's okay. Let it go and let, and just continue to focus on yourself. You know, Twitch things really gave that back to me. Um, this singing, you know, in particular, like people seeing value in me, you know, with my voice, et cetera, et cetera. And I didn't feel that way for a really, really long time when I was married. Gosh, darn it, Pash. I love your face. Anyway. You're wonderful. You're worth You're it. full of wonder and you're worth it. Fuck yeah. I love that. That's such wonderful <laughs> shit. I think a lot of people are going to uh, love hearing that, Pash. I hope so. Good stuff, Ashley. Okay. So that brings us then to the leftist inquisition. <laughs> it's the questionnaire. No one loves it. Everyone hates it. Wait, did I get that backwards? Okay. Uh, you could pass or <laughs> skip any question you like for any reason. I don't, I don't care. All right, okay. Ashley, do you have a favorite word? I was thinking about this before and I thought I had an answer. Um, <laughs> I love the word meow. Yeah. I guess that's more of a noise, isn't it? I guess it's dual, dual purpose. Mm. But we, it's do, we do have noise coming up. We do have favorite sound coming right. up later. So it's up to you. I'll let you choose. Uh, my favorite word is love. We'll, uh, we'll move meow to later. Love it is. But do you have a least favorite love word? Love word love. 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 That's so fucking cliche. I actually don't think anyone said it. So points for originality so far. Yeah. Yes. Do you have a least favorite word, Pash? Moist. <laughs> Everyone probably says that. <laughs> I've heard it. I've heard it a few times. I hate that word. Yeah. I hate that word. That's pretty bad. Um, is is it just what it describes or is it also the way it sounds? The way it sounds yeah. and it's both. without getting too gross, what it describes and in particular, like sitting down in a leather chair for oh my hours God. at a time. <laughs> Like swamp ass. I guess I'll just say swamp ass. There it goes. <laughs> it's like it's like a, yeah. a, a like a somatic a psychosomatic reaction. I, that was a very specific leather chair sitting down for a couple hours. It's roughly eighty-seven degrees outside, humid. Let me yeah. tell you, I like that's my first trip after I'm done streaming. Is like I gotta go. I gotta go take a shower. <laughs> All right, so the next question is about a favorite drug or vice or guilty pleasure. Pash, if you like, you can name one of each. Okay, my favorite drug is yes. caffeine. Delicious. My vice, man. Def I think I think we can all say video games. Hmm. Yep. Like video games where I can play with other people. So like a love League of Legends. Um, LOL. LOL? <laughs> lol just get some aggression out does anybody like become a different person sometimes like brian uh plays um rocket league Same. speaking of another toxic league game yeah i'm like who are you <laughs> I, I don't like who i become when i play that game but i love playing that game yeah what, what is it 
What is the drive? Is it like that the unleashing of that like aggression that we try to keep tampered during the day? You know what I mean? I don't know what it is. I just want to hit that ball into the goal so hard. (laughs) That's all I want to do. Plus, how long are those games? They're like four to five minutes. It's like a five minute game without, you know, and then there's like little replays, but about five, eight minutes total add up. That's how they get you. It's like, oh, it's only five minutes. It's only five minutes. I can do one more. I love Rocket League. I know I should like do like training modules more and it would, I would get better. I just don't care. All I want to do is play the game. Yeah. People get so toxic. Lots of trash talking. All right. All right. This isn't about me though. This is about you. Um, oh, back to the noise. Sound or noise that you love? We we're going to go with. We, we're going to. The, the yeah. Sound. Water running. Oh. What, what, with Water the cat running. meowing at the same time? And with the cat meowing at the same time. <laughs> see, this is in my brain. <laughs> like I see something five minutes ago, and then I'm like, there it goes. Um, no, but if. Yeah, there's something soothing about. Like, you know, the Nora Jones song, Come Away With Me. She's like, oh, oh my God, I love this. wake up with the rain falling on a tin roof. Yeah. Yeah. Like, I, I love the sound of running water. I love, I would be that person to put on running, like, nature sounds. Um, I'm drawn towards rivers and mountains, you know, in my own experience. Like, I, I, I just love nature. Um. And then, and just being in a shower and hearing white noise, I think it's a matter of white noise because in in utero, we're, we're used to hearing blood flowing. You know, they tell mm-hmm. you to get white noise machines for your children, for your babies and it helps them sleep hmm. because of that. So very specifically water noises, water running. That's good. Do you have a, a sound or a noise that you dislike or even hate? Chewing. Yeah. Other people chewing mm. mouth open. I cannot stand it. And um, it becomes from like my, my sister, my older sister, when we were younger, used to do it to annoy us. So there's also like there's I hate the noise, but then there's the emotion attached to it. Like, why just shut the <laughs> stop. Stop chewing that loud. So, But there's also misphonia. Isn't that like a that's a legitimate thing? It's a thing. Yeah. Thing. I hate it. And, you know, in our early dating days, you know, Brian and I were hanging out on Discord a lot and he just didn't understand like chewing directly into the mic oh. used to grate my brain like right down the hemisphere. Just it, I'm like, oh, mute yourself when you're eating, you know. That's just a deal breaker. In fact, I just broke up with him. Okay. Well, I'll let him know. Yep. Yeah. Okay. Um, <laughs> Gross. All right. So the next question is about cheese. I don't think the, the the question works like this. If you were born in France or Wisconsin, you get more than one answer. Otherwise, you get one answer to this question unless you break the rules, in which case I can't stop you. What's your favorite cheese? Brie. Brie. Delicious. The buttery brie. Not, okay. the, the, not the, you know. I also love yeah. manchego. Manchego is really, really good. So I'm going to go with a <clears throat> like a goat cheese. Oh. Manchego is really, really good. Delicious. Mm-hmm. Do you then? Um, I'll have a. The next question is the reincarnation question. So, if you came back as a, a plant or a non-human animal, and and if somehow you had the choice, what would you, what would you pick? Hmm. I would like to come back as a turtle because mm. turtles, first of all, live a long time, mm-hmm. and 
they seem to have so much chill. Like the representation in Finding Nemo is, I love it because they're like, dude, relax. The kids will be fine. You know, we, you know, we parents stress out about their kids a lot. Yeah. <laughs> Turtles just lay the eggs and then they, they go off. <laughs> like, it'll be fine. <laughs> the sea turtle, yeah. Sea turtle. Ride the wave, dude. I'd be crushed. I also, you know, because I want to live in water. Like yeah. if I could just, I was that that kid who loved going to the pool every day. And I liked kind of looking up out of the water. I don't know if anybody can relate. Like I loved, I loved being able to dive deep as as, lo- as much as my ears could allow the pressure. And I love looking up. I'm like, ah, like being surrounded. I don't know. Feels like you're being constantly hugged. I love it. So. I love it. All right, so now we're at the God question. If you, at the end of your life, you got to, you got to heaven, the pearly gates, and there's God. The God says something to you. What do you want it to be? What do you want Him to say? Or you her? did your best. Yeah. You did your best. You did your best. Yeah. Now come have some brie. We have a brie fountain over here. <laughs> Check out the brie fountain. I imagine the charcuterie, <laughs> charcuterie, and then the cheese fountain. <laughs> Like an unlimited charcuterie table. Oh, <laughs> give me that charcuterie. That would be my heaven. <laughs> yeah. Check out the charcuterie we got. Come on in, Pash. Love it. All right, then. Do you have a uh, an influential leftist in mind? Uh, be them, you know, dead or alive. Anyone that you'd like to meet, you could define leftist any way you like. So this was a tricky one for mm-hmm. me because I generally just hate politicians. Like I just yeah. hate them. However, um, if I'm going to, I would love to sit and have lunch with Ruth Bader Ginsburg. Just, okay. just the, everything after seeing that movie that on the, on the basis of sex and like, you know, being one of the first women admitted to Harvard law in, in a situation where there's no, not even women's bathrooms. And, and living in a world where you're not even allowed to have a credit card, where you're not, <clears throat> you know, what she is, what she means to women's rights. Um, if I'm going to talk about something that's like so important to me, like that would be it. And I would like to pick her brain about that. And and anybody who rises above adversity the way she does, or the way she did, mm-hmm. you know. I think everybody has a has a but I'm also trying to resolve myself um as I go through my own personal healing and and growth in life is is that people have potential for really good things but they also have potential for it, everybody has flaws there's potential for evil I think um David Diggs did had an interview about playing Thomas Jefferson who's slaver you know but here's this philosophy and here's what he did for the country um which I, anybody can feel free to disagree with me, but um, he said it basically, you know, he was, he was a, this, in this way he was great, you know, but in this way he was absolutely terrible. Same could be said for Walt Disney. Walt Disney gave us so much. But God damn, he's an anti-Semite. And, and the same goes for Wagner. I'm going to talk about, you know, I'm kind of expanding the category to, you know, uh, creative people. Um, Richard Wagner was a, was a huge anti-Semite and he did horrible things to people, but incredibly influential in music and leitmotif in particular. So it's tricky. It's tricky. 
So the next question piggybacks off that question. Mm-hmm. So if you could meet Ruth Bader Ginsburg and have a hypothetical conversation, maybe you could ask RBG what they think about you and your life. Maybe, um, mm-hmm. you know, it's only been a few years since they passed. If, if that, maybe a year or so. Um, what do you think they think about the world since she's passed or, or anything else? What, how might well, a hypothetical conversation with RBG and you go? I think she would be extremely disappointed who succeeded her. Um, and I think, I think she would be encouraged that the country came to its senses a bit, you know, about the leadership. And I hope the country comes to its senses about information. Um, so I think that we've gone in the right direction. She would be encouraged by that. Mm. Um, I'm not a person to, I don't know how to say this. I think the the fact that people let their politics and let this radio talk show host or this person supersede facts and scientific facts, it has been the greatest tragedy of the Trump administration and the politics and the and the rhetoric over four years. You know, mm-hmm. um, my stepdad flat out refused to get vaccinated because there he listens to, I don't even know who he listens to. I think that person needs to be canceled, but like, he's like, Oh, I'm not getting vaccinated. Cause blah, 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 blah. And I was like, but here and it lies the problem, you know? So I think, I think she would be, she was kind of a person. She worked with Ant- Antonin Scalia. Like they, they were good friends. They were pals, you know, and they had their policies, but they also had their friendship, you know? Um, so I think your politics have to be important to you, but you also have to see the human side of things. Like you should wear a mask. You should get vaccinated. You can still within reason be friends with people, you know? So I, yeah, I can't stand that. I cannot stand when people kind of take the marching orders of the party and, and compromise their own principles. And I think she represented that, you know, she marched to the beat of her own drum. I'm ranting again. You're not. You're doing fine. That's that's sort of like I don't I don't know. Expect people to rant. Like I give you a question. It's a stupid question. Just you're supposed to rant. Okay. You're doing a great job. <laughs> um, no, I, I don't feel like you're ranting at all. But uh, I'm loving this. Okay. Loving it. Um, okay. So the next question I believe is. Um, yeah. Do you have a favorite leftist book or maybe an author or a resource you enjoy? Can I tell you, we? Yeah. It's, I'm so glad you asked that question because um, there was a book that completely changed my life. And I we recently revisited it. Um, we were driving up and down from New Jersey. It's called um, Gang Leader for a Day okay. by Sudhir Venkatesh. I could probably find the link and send it to you. But um, it's, a, it's a book about a guy who goes beyond, above and beyond the call of duty as a... Um, sociology I, I believe he was in his master's at university of chicago which is in i don't know if you're familiar with chicago i'm in um, chicago yeah yeah so th- there the the area in, in surrounding the university of chicago is the south and that's where obama was born and raised um and it's rough and i feel like sociologists he makes the point that sociologists often use this 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 thing that's going on around them as kind of like a zoo exhibit to study and get to the next level. Mm-hmm. 
and they're not actually changing anything. So he goes in and starts talking to um, black people and 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 gets and and finds himself <clears throat> in with this gang. I believe they're called the Black Kings. Um, and he really gets into the nitty gritty. It's almost like The Wire, which is a great show, by the way. If anybody's not watched that, I twenty out of ten recommend that. Um, and he's talking about like just the inner workings of this gang, the sociological impact in that neighborhood that they, they kind of keep order. They, they, they police more than the actual police do when it's in the interests of the community. And the way this um, JD is the name of the gang leader. And he's, he talks about, he talks in morality, you know, I just want to bring the people around me up. But it's done in this horrific way. We're tra tra trafficking drugs. We're selling drugs, you know. Um, but it was just so interesting. And, and I almost think to myself, with the right access to education, a stable home environment, and not surrounded in that environment, what would JD have contributed to the American economy, to the world? Because, like, some of these gang organizations, the mafia organizations, they run smoother than a lot of companies in the mainstream that are, you know, legit, mm -hmm. you know, so there's, there's a certain genius there. And that's, what's most fascinating about the book is it's what people grow up into and how, how they grow, you know, so to speak. And I think there's a lot placed on like, well, you know, black people are just bad, right? You know, the gang leaders are just bad. And there's always another side of the coin. There's always a human experience there. And I wish the rhetoric was a little more humanized, you know, like, well, what the hell else are these people supposed to do? They want to feel safe. They want to feel like their lives mean something, you know, anybody wants that mm -hmm. in, in any socioeconomic situation. So it's 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 a great read. I would highly recommend reading them, but it's I would consider it leftist. Okay. Do you have an opinion on that or? Uh, I haven't read. It. I have no idea. Uh, I don't know the uh, the okay. author. Yeah, that's no, okay. Um, and yeah, it's uh, again. I, I ask the question, and people could define leftist any way they want. You know, anything that okay. sort of pulls or pushes them left. Uh, yeah, whatever works, right? Um, right. I'm not a gatekeeper here. Um, okay. All right, Pash. That uh, allows us to ask you, as a streamer, as a viewer of streams, what what streamer tips do you have? You can think about beginners or veterans alike. So I've been at it for about, you know, on and off two and a half years, wow. I want to say. Um, like it started off as a, I'm kind of telling my story just to tell a further story. Um okay. I started off as it was like kind of an escape for me and it was a way for me to meet people. And it has always, it has never been anything but that for me. Um, and I would say to anyone new to streaming, um, figure out what you're, what you really, really like to do and, and, and make that about your content. Don't ever make it about money. Don't make it about fame and focus your attention, not on numbers, but on, what your content stands for and the community, what you want your community to look like, whether it be an XQC like community or someone more wholesome. It just, that's all up to you and know your boundaries. Like I think the thing with Twitch things is we were all like, Oh God, I want to go sing with this person. And it was kind of like an endless. Well, there was like some kind of high we were getting, but like, 
um, know your boundaries and make time for yourself, you know, cause you can't, you can't pour into a community or a stream if you're completely burnt out. And I think burning out is one of the biggest things that happens to streamers, mm. you know, and, and that means different things to different people. You know, some people love to stream all the time and that's what, that's what fits their lifestyle for me. I can't, I can't do more than three hours a day because of my family life and my work life. Right. So I stream about three to four times a week and there's, there's the schedule. Right. Um, and you're better off figuring out a slow trickle of a stream schedule and not taking two months off. Like when you're burnt out, right. Mm -hmm. You need to have that regular recharge. Mm -hmm. Um, because I, I've heard from some people like, oh, I took two months off and then my audience is gone. And it's like, well, that's kind of the nature of the business. Um, so that, that also, yeah, <laughs> those are the big, big things. <laughs> awesome. Pash. Yeah. Great advice in there. Excellent stuff. All right. Pash Lay. Next question is uh, for you. Uh, if you have any questions for me, do you have questions for me? Also, I'm going to go ahead and invite the audience to uh, ask Ashley any questions that you have. Uh, and uh, you can ignore everything you don't want to answer. It's just that easy. I'm pretty, I, I think yeah. you guys could tell I'm a pretty open book. Cool. Yeah, it's been like. great. Um, all right. So uh, how about we start, if you have any questions for me, Pash, uh, Pashley, and then, uh, and then we'll see if Chad has any for you. So I would, I'm kind of curious, how yeah. much time a week do you spend on that backend stuff? Oh, like these days? Not that much. Not that much. It's like, well, it's sort of like built. The first push? Oh, well, I, oh gosh. It's, it's, it's always been like an evolution. Um, so there would be weeks where I would, um, I don't, dude, I'd work like 30 hours on the stream back end, like as, as I was like building the, you know, the foundation of it and learning lots of different things, lots of researching, you know, it's not always like, I'm just like tinkering away on the stream and like, like getting things to work. I'm often like watching videos and trying to troubleshoot or test. And, and then there's this thing that happens where like you have a, your stream do one thing and then, and then it does another thing. And then, and then if, if they're going on at the same time, you got to get them to get along. And then it just, you start to see how it, how it can sort of like build like that. But there was a time where I was working tons and tons, but these days I, I've like, it feels like I've done most of the work unless I want to add something new. I I'm, I'm like coasting at this point. I just get to show up each day and hang out. Um, but yeah, it took a lot of time. I think dude. That's, that's so important for streaming is like the technology, get, having that stuff ironed out and yep. it's, because my boss does, um, we do live stream concerts like bi-weekly almost, but two times a month. And it, it's just so funny that the, the, the way that they stream is so crazy to me. They stream off of Zoom. Yeah. <laughs> and and he uses a Mac and God bless him. Like, you know, if people have their things, they have their things and, they, and can't change it. And yeah. um, But what he complains about most is there's always something going on. And it takes your audience away technically. And having that, like all that ironed out is, is so key to the content, mm. you know? Yeah. And there's like a lot going on, a lot to be aware of. And eventually you yeah. get better at dealing with it in time and you learn to use stuff like touch portal, which will deal with a lot of things automatically. You could, you just, you could just stop thinking about it. Mm -hmm. I have to look up touch portal and I oh, still need to set up great. move on OBS. Oh, the move <laughs> transition. Yeah. Yeah. I love it's such it. a smooth thing. Yeah. I love it. I absolutely love it. Yep. Um, yeah. 
Um, I'm not seeing, are you still religious is the question. You've stopped going to church. Well, um, I don't go to church mm-hmm. and I am a person who spent most for childhood and, um, and some, most of my adult life too. Like, you know, I have a church gig and I go and sing and I'm a ringer. Right. So I go okay. and, and bring beautiful music. Um, so a ringer is someone who sings in the, in the, in the choir yeah, to, or just like to someone bolster who's like the old ladies. There, like, yeah. Yeah. Um, so not as much anymore. Um, I mean, I love, this is going to make everybody cringe. I used to love listening to Christian contemporary rock music, but like the super watered down, um, like you're here, you're always here for me. So like on a personal level where it's positive and I, and if I'm in my worst moments, um, I like, like music is kind of religion for me in a way, you know, whether it's choral music, rap, etc. you know, cause there's nobody writing a song about how much they hate homosexuals. There's nobody writing a song about hate necessarily. I mean, there's that disturbed song, I think down with the sickness. Is that disturbed? I forgot. Um, That's about gay people? No, not about gay okay, people. Okay. But in, in the middle of that whole thing, he screams like, fuck you, mommy, go fuck off and die. Like, I, So I guess what I'm saying is like, <laughs> songs that incite, you know. Sure, sure. I think most people are, are writing songs about love, heartbreak, and there's like kind of like catharticism and transcendence. Um, and I think music is such a vehicle for that. Um, and that's been, I think that's been the common throughout humanity. You know, I've, I've studied music. Um, you know, another tidbit about me is I have a master's in music and there's oh. a lot of music history uh, study in, in, in that. And there was a lot of paper writing and yeah. everybody basically wants to be taken to another plane. Um, and just the kind of the avenues have changed. We have music production techniques now that, weren't available in the early 19th century. And, you know, um, and if you look at like German poetry and German art songwriting, it's like, Hmm. it's talking about music transforming your life and bringing you to another place. There's the connection with nature, the connection with, um, you know, rebirth and also in particular with French art, art song, um, which is interesting because French art song was kind of popular around the French revolution and things were changing in France. And, um, there's this whole rebirth theme, you know, so that's, if I'm going to give my, my religious inclination, it's, it's kind of towards that turning your sorrow into hope and turning your sorrow into something productive. And, um, even though I don't, attend church anymore. You know, I always, I always want to try to see the best in people too. And I don't know that Christianity is the right vehicle that for for that, for me, because there is a lot of judgment and there's a lot of sexism. There's a lot of, (laughs) there's a lot there. So, but I don't pray anymore. I don't do Bible studies anymore. I put all my religious books into a box and I'm going to bring them somewhere. I don't know yet. So, <laughs> and I, I think that's fascinating, especially because I, you, you've mentioned in the past, I do believe your your father is a religious author, yeah, like an apologist. He is. Yes, yeah. he is. I could give a link. My dad went for, I could, that could be a whole discussion. Yeah. My dad, um, he is a published Christian author, but yep. he used to r- run finances for Foot Locker for 
real estate firm Cushman and Wayfield for Yankee Candle. <clears throat> if you're old enough to remember the company Filene's, my dad is like, he's a financial genius. He's a mm. company numbers genius. And there was some, he, I won't go too much into the details of what happened, but he kind of 180 <clears throat> and went into, he got a, uh, not a PhD, but something else. He's a doctor of divinity. And so he does podcasting and all this stuff. And I, and I, and I am, I'm like, good for you. That's making your life meaningful. Um, in so far as how he views it, he doesn't slap people across the face with like, Oh, you're homosexual. You should not be that. You know, he's, mm. he's, he kind of distances, distances himself from that philosophy. Um, but it, it is very interesting. And he also has more followers than me on Twitter, which I find. <laughs> his 45,000 followers. <laughs> what? You know? So, mm -hmm. <laughs> I'm like, what am I doing wrong? <laughs> so we kind of went, we, we went all opposite directions, you know? I there, yeah. There's also like a, there's a, like a residual. It didn't help. Like my, my ex-husband was born and raised Catholic and knows the Bible mm. better than a lot of Christians, but he's atheist. Oh, he's, you know, he's very rational and scientific, mm. you know? And I used to pray like all the time, like, Oh, maybe he'll love me. Maybe he'll see me as something special. And like that, it just never happened, mm. you know? And <laughs> there's a little bit of me who's like, man, you know, I could have used this from you. And, and, and it, it didn't, that that family was my my ex husband's family is, was very Catholic and very, ooh, <laughs> like you really got to work hard for your approval, you know. And I I don't agree with that philosophy, I don't. It leaves so much out of the equation. Well, Pash, I'm gonna go ahead and say that this uh, is has brought us to the end of the interview. This has been such a wonderful oh. chat, full of wonder. And uh, we planted a lot of different yep. seeds. I am so much, very much, uh, very much looking forward to our, our next chat. And I'm hoping we get to, you know, continue this uh, and return and see what seeds we've planted, what's grown and what new seeds we want to plant. And we'll just continue the conversation. Hopefully next time. I mean, next time we chat will be the second chat so we can ditch the format and we can just get right down to brass tacks and, uh, and as you hang can out. tell i'm very very it's very difficult to keep me on form <laughs> you're perfect <laughs> i'm not honestly Pash, this is perfect this is exactly how it's supposed to go this is it hey. this is the thing this is the the interview such uh such a nice time Pash. so nice to get to talk with you and get to know you a little bit more you know we invited you here in the in the spirit of building leftist unity strength and power in that spirit thank you thank you for being willing to share thank your story you. and and uh and your thoughts and opinions and, and everything um you're wonderful human being i'm so much very much looking forward to our next chat uh pash thank Absolutely. you yeah thank you so much yeah so we're doing the awkward exit now is that the portion it's a little bit of the awkward exit i'm gonna say peace okay. and solidarity comrade peace and solidarity all right um oops yeah, that happens every t huh? every single what? time don't worry about it oh okay nothing happened <laughs> nope. all right that was Princess Pashley. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Princess Pashley. Hey, listener. You just heard an episode of Leftist and Chill, the show you never knew you didn't need but still can't live without. 
the podcast version. Content like this is only made with the support of listeners like yourself. Please support at patreon.com slash idansimpson today.